I don't I don't know. I, maybe people, somebody else has a different opinion, but I I think I don't think that anybody is advocating that we should uh, ever vote for the Green Party like again. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I voted for Green Party in two thousand in two thousand and in two thousand and four, and uh, that was enough. Yeah, I mean, look, like uh the the fetish for uh, a kind of a an expression of personal protest when it comes to voting for like a third party that like just to make a statement about you know bucking the two party system at least in your own soul. I think that that went out the door for me whenever I left a small uh, left-wing protest sect and kind of started back on the path toward like re-engaging with with a kind of like with a communist politics that is rooted in in, in experience rather than in imagine imagined experiences that other people had <laughs> at different times. So, um, and they're like highly valorized experiences. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's they're like almost hagiographies. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, the hagiographies of of like. People like Trotsky and Rosa Luxemburg, a very teleological understanding of the things that they said being the things that <clears throat> guided our, us. Right. Like we don't need to um, put on any more Christmas plays reenacting, you know, the lives of the saints. I think I'm not interested in con- trying to convince anybody about how they should vote, except for when it comes to the Bernie Sanders question, while it is still a live question. Because to me, this kind of leads to, I, I think, a natural next part of a discussion which is, um, you know, whether or not people think that this is a done deal and how to respond. And I'll go ahead and say that just to like, just to throw down the gauntlet, I think that like, as long as there is a Bernie Sanders in this fight, then that's where we're fighting, you know, closing ranks and trying to to make the best show against, you know, Donald Trump, like that'll come and people can decide what to do about it. But right now, I think we need the ghetto fighters spirit of like going down, going down swinging. I think that's true. I think we should, you know, I'm still like throwing cash his way, uh, you know, from time to time. Uh, we already voted, you know, in Texas. And so, you know, we're just kind of looking to see what happens in the further states. But I mean, the question for me is like the forces around the presidential election are largely in motion and left and even working class forces are not united enough to be able to have a significant impact. I mean, if you look at the way Bernie was defeated, you can see what happened is our, the establishment was united. They closed ranks. Boom. The working class was divided. You had unions endorsing all different kinds of people. You had social organizations endorsing all different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Their forces were united. Our forces were divided. We cannot like pretend that that's not the situation right now that we stand in. So whatever happens in this election, I think we need to be thinking about what is the exact next step. There's all these social forces in motion behind Bernie Sanders that if they are funneled exclusively behind Biden, if that's what they're told, like, well, Bernie, you know, uh, lost. Now we got to get behind Biden. Those forces are going to shatter. And if he loses the election, they're going to shatter even more. It's going to be a devastation of world historic proportions. And so how can we keep these forces in motion without linking them exclusively to the presidential election to Biden? What is, you know, the key link in the chain that we can grasp onto right now to keep these forces in motion without demobilizing them behind, you know, Monopoly Capital's candidate, which is who I think Joe Biden is. I think he's a candidate of the leftist wing of Monopoly Capital. I don't even think so much of that at this point. I think that he's just the candidate of Monopoly Capital. I think that people, I think a lot of capital sees Biden as the safe. Oh, yeah. 
definitely. And, they all see Biden yeah. as the safe bet. That's that's why the establishment closed right. ranks behind him. He is definitely Capital's yeah. character. But this is the thing: is Capital is a small fraction of society and has to build coalitions by you know political concessions to different portions, and they try to split our forces by making alliances with you know ultra right here you know the professional middle class over here and so they are constantly seeking out social forces to be in coalition with the coalition forces that have to be secured to get joe biden include uh largely the african-american vote um that was built primarily out of the civil rights movement huge chunks of the labor movement these forces are cannot be discounted as being instrumental in achieving the election of Joe Biden, which even if Joe Biden is still the, you know, somebody said we, we prefer to pick our target. Joe Biden represents a better target because it makes our forces, it puts our, our forces in a better, stronger position. There might be something to the idea that uh, no one really expects Biden to win. And they're just throwing in behind anybody but Bernie. And at this point, Biden is the only person that could gather enough support in the Democratic Party to actually put up a good show against Bernie in the yeah. in the election so that he doesn't win. And they don't expect him to win in the general and they don't really right. care. And they're gonna start grooming some young charismatic senator from here or there to be the next person to go up against say fucking Tom Cotton or, or whatever yeah. ghoul Josh, the uh, Republicans dig up. 